And a couple of questions I did pop at him. Do we know if the Badger was pissed that he wasn't asked to do this? <laughs> so we'll get an great, answer on that. <laughs> great question. Yes. Also as this one. Which animal, I guess, would you not want to wake up from hibernation the most? Also good question. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Always plenty of treasures to be found at the thrift shop, right? You do that? We're there a couple times a year for sure. Right? So maybe you're looking for some clothes or some other stuff, or you, or you don't know what you're looking for. Been there too. You're looking for a good find. <laughs> hey, Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? What, what? What, what, Let me take you to Ashland, what, Wisconsin, what, E, where they had to shut down the Goodwill what, what, over this last weekend because of an item that was found in a donation bin. According to officials, a live World War II era hand grenade was discovered by an employee Saturday. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can't have that. No. WBAY-TV reporting there out of Green Bay. They got everybody out. Which, uh, this has happened before, stuff like this, I'm surprised right? it doesn't happen more often. Because you got to think, especially now, as generations start to go and new generations start getting rid of stuff in the basement that they find that a you know, weapon how, or two would get popped in there. And how does that happen? My guess is it's probably a box. Maybe you're even cleaning out your parents' house or something like that. Right, your yeah, elderly yeah. parents. Right. I don't know. All, box mark, donate. Great. Fine. Pick up the box. Drop it mm-hmm. off. You know, like, mm-hmm. let them sort through it. But, and this just happened to be in there. Can't think somebody thought, like, hey, someone would want this. Right? <laughs> I can't put it past someone, I said. Right. According to True North Goodwill, after an employee found the grenade, a 911 call was placed. Everybody evacuated from the Ashland, Wisconsin store immediately. The grenade, they put it outside the building before authorities were arriving on scene. No other weapons were found in the bin of donations, and then the store reopened the following day. Store officials say Ashland PD and the Marathon County Sheriff's Department and Bomb Squad detonated and disposed of the grenade in a safe location. That's never as spectacular, by the way, as you would hope. Aw. Hey, have you seen one? I've never. I don't think I've been one in person, but you know we've had these stories where things like that pop up. And okay, the bomb squad says they're going to detonate it in this yeah. field, and you can be at this safe distance. And the TV cameras. I feel like I've been anchoring when that's happened, and you're waiting. Like okay, they're going to they're going to detonate this thing, and then it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing. I don't know if I'm waiting for a mushroom cloud, but like so it's they don't, totally unspectacular. They don't like have one officer just. Pull the, pull the pin and throw it, <laughs> and they'll hide behind like a burrow or something. All right, Larry, get over here. That would be so cool. And just cool. chuck it. Now, you're going to want to move fast. We don't know how. All right, pull the pin and just chuck it as far as you can. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's make this interesting. No, it's, it's not how That's they not typically how they do, do that. The uh, Goodwill in Ashland, Wisconsin, back open this week, so all good. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Sports is up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks season-long five-game West Trope made a pit stop in Portland on Wednesday night. Damian Lillard returning to the team. He played for a decade over. 
But the Trailblazers spoiling the return, beating the Bucks by a final score of 119 to 116. Simons puts up the runner, gets it to go. Portland's back ahead by one with 17.6 seconds to go now in the fourth. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as the Bucks drop their second game in the in a row. Giannis led the way for Milwaukee with 27, and Lillard back in familiar territory, finished with 25. He spoke after the game on returning back to Portland. More than anything, it was just kind of draining everything around it and what it was. I ain't going to say I'm happy that it's over, but I'm just like, you know, just dealing with everything that came with it. I've been asked a million times, like, what is it like being back in Portland and how do you feel and all of this stuff? But I've really enjoyed being back, but just the whole spectacle of it is just, you know, just a little bit draining. Bucks with last night's loss now sitting at 32 and 16. They'll be in Dallas next on Saturday night. Over the NFL, as the Green Bay Packers have officially hired Jeff Halfley as the team's next defensive coordinator. Halfley last served as head coach at Boston College for the past four seasons, where the Eagles were bolt eligible during three of Halfley's four years at the helm. ESPN's Pete Thamel on the decision for Halfley to leave college football and head back to the NFL. For Halfley, Sources told ESPN that the move came down to a desire to just coach football again. His move is a bit of an indictment on college coaching right now, which is so driven by fundraising and NIL that it eliminates, in many ways, the actual football coaching for the college head coaches. Packers general manager Brian Gunnikins also expected to host an end-of-the-season press conference later this afternoon. And lastly, we'll head over to College Hoops, where the sixth-ranked Wisconsin Badgers are back to work tonight in Nebraska to take on the Huskers. A game head coach Greg Gard knows will not be an easy one. You go all the way back to when they first joined the league. We went there in 2014 on No Sit Sunday, or whatever they called it. So I don't know what Thursday will be. I have some ideas, but you probably can't can't print them. You know, it's just, you know, they support it. They pack it in, you know, and their teams have played well. You know, Tim had a really good team back that in, in 2014. In fact, that was the last time we lost before we, well, in the Big Ten tournament, before that group made a run to the Final Four. Badgers, Huskers tonight tipping off at 7.30. The Badgers will play Nebraska tonight and return home this weekend. So some action in the uh, the basketball world with in Wisconsin. Hopefully Badgers can get a win. The Bucks could not do it last night. Yeah, time to really start paying attention to college hoops now as we get Getting into, into that February, point. Right? I yep. would say I would say this is about the moment, yeah. Especially yeah. with the teams we have. We've been pretty lucky this year. Coming up, what are those stories where you're asking yourself, you know, whatever happened with that? Did police ever arrest anybody for that? Is that person going to jail? The answer in this case is yes, and we'll see in that order. That story next. Seven twenty-two on Wisconsin's morning news this Thursday morning. Rosita Shanti Sims is due in Waukesha County Court tomorrow morning. You know that namey? Probably not. It sounds familiar. How do I know that name? So, if you listen to our show regularly, you may not know her name, but. You do know probably what she's accused of because her alleged crimes happened in real time while we were doing this show. I'm amazed at how often this happens. What we have is all of the eastbound lanes closed, so no traffic is getting through. And then you see deputies walking across all lanes of traffic. Now, let me reiterate, that is not happening right now. (laughs) That was a playback. Yes, I was playing a clip from our show. This is week before Thanksgiving, and they had the freeway shut down in Waukesha County. Deputies were walking on I-94. They're combing the lanes for evidence. And a shots fired on the freeway incident, which happens Mm -hmm. shockingly more often than it should. All the time, it seems like. Nobody was hurt, but somebody got their car shot up. But so many of these stories end the same way, and I love the question that you asked, and it's inspired me to make sure I stay on this. 
you hear, oh, well, there clearly was shots fired because there's damage on the other vehicle, and then that's the end of it. Never never seemed to hear about people being taken into custody for it. So here we go, e. Update right. on this story. All right, I'm eating crow, kind of. Yeah. All right. What? I, no, you asked a good question. Sometimes we don't do a good job of following up, right? What What happens to these yeah. people? So I right. already reported, and we talked about this earlier, that somebody was taken into custody for the incident. And I can tell you this morning, she is out. The suspect was arrested, faces multiple charges, two felonies and a misdemeanor, due back in court in Waukesha County tomorrow morning. But for now, the accused, Rosita Shanti Sims of Milwaukee, she is out as her case makes its way through the court system. She pleaded not guilty to the charges, and she posted the $3,000 cash bond that Waukesha County thought was sufficient in her case. We'll revisit that in a moment. But here's what investigators said she did. I read through the criminal complaint against her, and I'll highlight a few sections here. But to summarize, according to authorities, Sims was driving on I-94 one morning. person who had her car shot up said Sims was riding on her bumper, came up strong you know, behind the car, as mm-hmm, we see mm-hmm. so often. Yep. She's in the left lane. She seems to get frustrated. So Sims pulled alongside her, according to the criminal complaint, opened the driver's side window, and Sims popped off a couple of gunshots that hit the vehicle. Nobody hurt, but there were two bullet holes found in the reporting victim's vehicle, according to the criminal complaint. So detectives found Sims. They had a partial license plate to go off of. They had a description of the vehicle. They had to do some pretty good police work here. BMW, by the way. All right. So she's doing all right. They found a semi-automatic handgun for which Sims did not have a concealed carry permit in her purse. And upon questioning, they say Sims mentioned that she smokes a lot of weed. So maybe was absent-minded about having the gun in the purse. Also, as to the freeway shots fired incident, told investigators that she had been cut off and she rolled down her window to yell at the other driver. Okay, what about that gun? (laughs) Good question. Good follow. First played like she couldn't remember. Quote, I'm not going to say yeah. I'm not going to say no because I know my attitude. I'll flip. Okay. Investigators pressed her saying, look, driver said you had something in your hand when you rolled down that window. Did you maybe have something like, I don't know, like maybe the gun that we found in your purse? That's not fair. I have three go-tos, a gun, a knife, or mace. Okay. So what are you suggesting? I didn't know which one it was. So investigators indicate, well, we've got a car that's got bullet holes in it. You sure you didn't maybe pop off a couple of rounds here? With that gun that you're not sure was in your hand? Oh, she responded. This is all detailed in the criminal complaint. She then admits that she had been waving the gun around and in the criminal complaint states that it went off accidentally. The defendant stated she did not try to pull the trigger. The defendant stated that she was thinking about other people and that she had her baby in the car. And that when the gun went off, it scared her, so she took off. So that's the criminal complaint against Rosita Sims, 27 years old. I believe her. I, boy, you know, the, the concern <laughs> right. there Sounds is how great. quickly someone can flip, right? Yeah. You cut off and all of a sudden you're firing shots. Eesh. So here's what we got. Already driving on a suspended license. Oh, by the way, so that was effective. Faces two counts for operating while suspended. More serious charges include first degree recklessly endangering safety, discharging a firearm from a vehicle, and carrying a concealed weapon. And she's out. She's out right now. $3,000 bond woman who had been running around with a semi-automatic, driving recklessly, waving the gun out the window with her baby in the car, firing off shots on the freeway, on a suspended license, all allegedly, $3,000 bond. I mean, didn't we just change the state constitution that said judges can use their judgment in terms of protecting the public as to whether or not this is someone we should let back out or at least go higher than 3 k She posted that. 
Now, that's the rest of the story as we know it right now. As I indicated, her next court appearance, pre-trial hearing in Waukesha County, that's coming up tomorrow. And I bet you $100 she drives herself to court on that suspended license. Somebody should be waiting outside in that parking lot. No word on whether she'll be carrying one of her go-tos, the gun, the knife, or the mace. 728 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Packers hired a guy to lead the defense that nobody saw coming. Brandon Snide introduces us to him in sports at 745. On Capitol Hill Wednesday, social media chiefs answering questions from the Senate Judiciary Committee in a packed hearing room. Senators asking the tough questions about what social media heads can do to protect children from dangerous content and sexual exploitation. There's a lot going on with this hearing and about what can be done to prevent some of what is happening to young Americans when they jump on these sites. The the bullying, the sexual exploitation, and it's led to children losing their lives. And many of those who packed this hearing yesterday, Vince, on Capitol Hill were victim families, so parents holding pictures of these kids, some who had taken their own lives, some who had bought fentanyl on Snapchat and then overdosed. Um, So these people all came on, and I've never seen this done. I've seen a lot of things happen on Capitol Hill, especially, you know, you know how these lawmakers like to grandstand and get their sound bites on. But Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri was able to get Mark Zuckerberg to stand up, turn around, and apologize to the victims. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? He did. He stood up. You can't hear him because he's off mic. And he's apologizing to the group. Now, what will happen of this? Well, there are, there are now some bipartisan bills being pushed that would make them more liable for the harmful content that is being seen on social media. So they're, they're moving through the process of taking care of some of the issues that are on social media. I still contend that it starts at home, starts with us. It does. Parents need to be the first ones that get into that filter to block what, what kids are able to see and, and do. I can't imagine that any law is going to prevent that all the way through. And I do think there's more that we need to learn about how the logarithms are designed right. to create addictive behavior and to keep young people in particular in this space. I think there's a lot to look at there. But we do have this, at least to a degree, in our control at home. I think you're dead on on that. 739 on Wisconsin's Morning News. This report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. With WTMJ, five-day forecast. Partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies for today. Areas of clouds will increase by later on this evening. Still will mix in some sunshine with high temperatures in the mid-40s. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies. A bit breezy with low temperatures in the lower 30s. More cloud cover will stick around for Friday morning with a little bit more sunshine by the afternoon. High temperatures in the upper 30s. More sunshine for Saturday and Sunday with highs in the lower 40s. And a mix of sun and clouds on Monday with highs also in the lower 40s. I'm meteorologist Tyler Moore with the Storm Team Forecast on WTMJ. We'll mention the National Weather Service has issued a dense fog advisory for Sheboygan, Fond du Lac, and Dodge counties. Right now, 36 in Milwaukee. 743 Wisconsin's Morning News. Tomorrow is Groundhog Day. And we've already reported that the Milwaukee County Zoo, having lost their groundhog, well, not lost, I mean... Gordy passed away. Gordy did. Yeah. So, but they're not going to take a pass on Groundhog Day for lack of having a groundhog. No, they're going to do penguins instead. So a penguin will determine if we did have six. Did you go out there? I did. You did. I, I did I go di- out there. I dispatched you without power to do so. <laughs> dispatched you to the zoo. Yes, yes. And I, I spoke with uh, Alex, where the curator of the penguins. I asked him really, actually, like, 
Any concern, any worry about how this could go? I mean, the pressure's on. Yeah. Is there pressure on yeah. to get I, it right? I think, I think, I think his, history will bear that out. I think it would be ideal if they were one for one going down the road. Maybe more people will think about using penguins in the future. Yeah, who knows? It depends on how this all goes tomorrow at the zoo. Tell me there's a lot more. I do have a lot more on that. <laughs> so I did. I actually got to talk to the uh, to Tim Wild. He is the um he does the mammals. He's the curator for most of the large So mammals. he would normally have proprietary Yes. You know, space here on Groundhog Day, but since Gordy did. And a couple of questions I did pop at him. Do we know if the Badger was pissed that he wasn't asked to do this? So we'll get an <laughs> great, answer on that. <laughs> great question. Yes. Also, as this one. Which animal, I guess, would you not want to wake up from hibernation the most? Also, good question. <laughs> Starting so, with the bears. <laughs> so much more tomorrow. Oh, no, uh, have what to wait for say. Groundhog oh, yeah. Day? Yep. Yeah, you got too much in the show today. We're packed. There's a, there's a lot going today. All right. So tomorrow, Groundhog yeah, Day. Bring you a not going to want to miss the show. We're going to talk about the Penguin March and the other alternatives. Alternative animals. Do we know if the badger was pissed that he wasn't asked to do this? News is sponsored by Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Retire well with Coal. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers offseason is currently underway, but their search for the team's next defensive coordinator is no more. Announced by the team on Wednesday night, the Packers have hired Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley as their new D.C. Halfley comes to the Packers after working as the head coach for Boston College over the past four seasons and has also made multiple stops throughout the NFL. Former 49ers and Seattle Seahawk Richard Sherman, who played under Halfley, spoke on what has impressed him about his former coach and now the Packers defensive coordinator. His preparation is, is, is some of the best I've seen. You know, I've had some great defensive back coaches, some great defensive coaches, defensive minds, um, and he's right up there. He's with his preparation and how he breaks down film and how easy and simple he makes the game plan sound and how easy he makes it for guys to understand. Like He paints a, a very vivid picture of, of what you're going to see, and, and it's all about executing. Packers general manager Brian Gudenkins also expected to hold an end-of-the-season press conference later today. I'm sure Jeff Halfley will be at the top of the pecking order for Goody. Over to the NBA, where the West Coast road trip marched on Wednesday night for the Bucks, and apparently so did losing as they fall to Portland by a final of 119-116. to The Bucks did have a chance with under 10 seconds to take the lead. A Lopez three went off the mark, and ultimately Milwaukee would go on to drop their second consecutive game. Head coach Doc Rivers on the final look he got for his team. Yeah, we got what we were looking for, Dame. Giannis had a great pick. Uh, Dame came up. I thought he was going to pull it and go a little quicker. Uh, Brooke was wide. I, I love the look back to Brooke. Uh, probably should have fired right back to Dame if he wasn't going to take it. So we got what we were looking for. just didn't work out. Next up for the 32 and 16 bucks is the Mavericks in Dallas on Saturday night. And lastly, over to baseball, where the Milwaukee Brewers are just weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to duty in Arizona. It's been a busy offseason for the crew and for general manager Matt Arnold, who shared some of his thoughts on the offseason his team had this far and the direction he envisions going forward in Milwaukee. I think there's there are a lot of different paths that the offseason can take. Uh, we have to stay nimble. You know, I mean, I think that's something that's important when there are opportunities we want to try to strike, you know, and adding veteran players here that, that help us this year, extending somebody like Jackson. 
Centurio that shows that we're committed to winning here long term. We're trying to do both, right? And so those are certainly tricky. But again, adding these types of players for us, certainly we, we want to try to be competitive this year as, as much as we possibly can. Vinny, I did hit some black ice this morning, but then I quickly got back on the road and realized pitchers and catchers aren't too far away <laughs> reporting February 15th to Arizona. I'm like quietly getting more and more optimistic about this season. So am I. And I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to temper that, know, but I'm right there with you. in a lot of years, yeah, too. It always is, yeah. Idea man. I think we can all catch a pass. I don't think any of us are getting in a major league batter's box and hitting a pitch. Innovator. You get 10 cuts. Are you putting one in play? And Packers Hall of Famer. I think we take Wisconsin's morning news on the road. This would be a fun little case study to show you, and they're trying to strike us out. Okay. How we're going to do. I don't think it's going to be pretty. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Tausch, got to start with the Packers making the hire defensive coordinator. Heard a guy I hadn't heard of, wasn't on my radar. Eric and I are kind of in agreement on this. Like, we're, we're casual sports fans, right? So, kind of like, Okay, I guess it's good. This sounds good. I don't. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I. So I think it all. It you know, as as always is the case. Everybody thinks they know, and and nobody really knows. But the one thing you do see is his track record, and what he did at Ohio State with big time talent was really impressive. And I think for Packer fans that are listening, uh, the aggressiveness and this whole idea of man to man press concepts. The stuff that I think most people were complaining about with the Joe Barry era, I think that's, as, as happens a lot when you're firing and, and bringing in new coaches, you want to do something completely opposite of what you didn't feel like worked. So that concept is good. And what I really like about it, and again, I don't know, uh, you know as much as I'd like at this point, but the fact that he was the head coach, and I think when Matt LaFleur felt like at the end of the season he had to take more on, as far as the defensive side of the football and everything else. But I guess the point was, let's get someone that can be the head coach of the defense, even though you know Matt LaFleur will be able to put his imprint on it when he feels like it. I think he wants to just continue to work and develop with Jordan and the offensive side, which is what he's really good at, and then bring somebody in that you trust 100% and let him implement what he wants to do. And the fact that he was the head coach at Boston College for a few years – I think those are all really good signs. And I think Packer fans have watching Twitter. And there's already the, oh, they, we don't know this guy. He's LaFleur's buddy. He's a crony. And you hear all this. And my, my thing is just everybody just take a beat. We don't know, but we do know that we want it better than what we saw with Joe Barry. And I think this guy deserves an opportunity to prove that that's going to be the case because his track record is, is much better than I think where Joe Barry's was when he got hired. Man, I love as a fan to put up a lot of points, and I love when the offense is humming and we're scoring and whatever, but it feels like a long time since I felt like we had a nasty defense. Just a just a nasty, just a feared dog. defense. And, I, and if, this cat, if this cat can bring that, I'm all in. Yeah, I think that's what, that's what was so frustrating about the last year and a half, two years, is that we have all this talent. Everybody talks all offseason. We got eight first-round picks, and we'll probably have nine after this year because if we go on the defensive side of the ball. And you just want to see that team play with an edge. And you saw it with Baltimore. I was really hoping for someone associated with the Baltimore Ravens because I just love their mentality. You know, scheme is one thing. It's the mentality. And 
So, yeah, and, and the big thing that I think we always forget is, yes, offense is important and quarterback play. But when I look back at the Super Bowl run, and when we've really had a lot of success in the postseason, you have to make a stop when you need to make a stop. And I think most of us, none of us felt great when San Francisco got the ball back after we missed the kick that Joe Barry's defense was going to make a stop. And when you don't have that vibe and you don't have that, it makes it really tough, and then everybody else presses a little bit. So you got the new blood. you got all this. You're going to have new concepts, whether we go to four down line or three. Those are all going to be fun things to watch. But the big thing is going to be, does this guy know what he's doing? Is he going to be competent? And all of those things sound like a resounding yes. So I'm excited about it, and I think Packer fans should be too. And then when the first game comes in September and we give up 35 points, We'll put a hashtag up to fire this guy immediately. Terrible hire. Hit the panic button. I want out. <laughs> right. If you like him, I like him, Tosh. We'll talk again tomorrow. See you, man. Sounds good.